Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, our feelings are not about someone else or another situation. They're about us. And I know that that can be confusing. But our feelings and our reactions really are our stuff. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. All right. Our quote of the day. Don't get upset with people or situations. Both are powerless without your reaction. I feel like I need to repeat that so that it really sinks in. Don't get upset with people or situations. Both are powerless without your reaction. See? Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to repeat it one more time just so that it for real, for real just sets in, right? Yes, yes. Don't get upset with people or situations, both are powerless without your reaction. I think that all of us can really benefit from saying that to ourselves. That's partly why I said it three times because I needed to hear it for myself three times, right? That our feelings are about us, right? Our feelings are not about someone else or another situation. They're about us. And I know that that can be confusing, but our feelings and our reactions really are our stuff. 
Yeah, girl. I'm glad you read it three times because as you read it, the, the words that came to mind for me were maturity, emotional intelligence, taking responsibility and ownership of one's feelings and really not being a victim. Like it, it, to me, it's like you got to put your big girl panties on and realize that we get to choose how we respond and react to situations, no matter how much it might piss us off. Right. Or make us happy, right? It's either it's either end of the spectrum there. It's like we are in choice. And so it sounds like there's a lot of personal responsibility involved when it comes to the conversation that we're going to have today. Yes, I yeah. love that. Personal responsibility, emotional intelligence. Yes, all yeah. of that. So, you know, I got a story. I got a story I'm for everything. Ready. You know, I got a story. I'm ready. So let's just jump on in. So Dom, when I first moved to the Bay Area, right? I experienced a huge culture shock, right? I remember walking down the street one day and, you know, I'm walking, got my headphones in, I'm doing my thing. You see me? You see me walking? (laughs) And I saw this black sister and I was like, okay, I'm black, you black. I see you around these streets. There's not a lot of us out here. So I kind of gave her the look where I'm like, hey girl, you know, I smiled. And she was just like, like no response. And I was like, well, damn. All right, have foot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you you know how someone doesn't respond to you. So like, well, goddamn. And I noticed that this happened a lot, not just with this black woman, but it happened a lot in this area. And I was like, well, damn, I'm not sure if this is like an East Coast thing, right? Because I grew up where if you're walking down the street, you speak to the person. Remember those days where like you would see someone down the street? It's just an innocent, like, hey, what's going on? Whatever, whatever. And I noticed that this also happens down south. When I went to Atlanta, I remember it just being like, oh my gosh, everyone just speaks to you. And it's, yes. not, it's just so such good vibes. Even the men, like they would speak to you and it wasn't like they were trying to talk to you. It was like, right. hey, queen, you looking good. All right, have a nice day. And they keep on pushing. I'm like, yes. okay, I see y'all. So when I came here, I was just like, well, damn, y'all just don't be speaking to nobody. And I think sometimes, I don't know, it was very frustrating for me when I would look at someone and they would look me dead in the face. And then you just don't respond at all. I thought it was so rude. That's the worst. I'm going to be honest. I was at a point in my journey where it would kind of mess up my whole morning. Right. Or like I'd be, I'd be a little pissy. So I'm like, well, damn, you didn't speak to me. And I remember talking to one of my friends and she was like, well, I feel you. But she's like, when you think about why you did it, were you speaking to them for a reaction or for a response from them? Or were you doing it just because that's the essence of who you are? And so I think that kind of goes into us diving to this conversation, right? Today, we're going to talk a bit about why we might be taking things personally and how to stop taking things personally and more. So that is my little story and my example of yeah, my experience moving here. I love that example because I think that that's an example that we can all relate to, right? Like where we have been in a situation where we are trying, we're just, we're putting ourselves out there and Mm -hmm. The expectation, going back to the comment, the observation that your friend had, right, of were you doing it for a response or were you doing it because this is who you are, right? Like, as you said that I was thinking about, like, there's some people that walk down the street and they are just in such a joyful, cheerful space that they speak to everybody. Mm -hmm. And they're not even worried about, they're not even looking for a response back. They just want to speak to everybody, right? They just, Mm -hmm. they're just trying to acknowledge all the folks. Exactly. 
And and I think about that and how that person is not taking anything personally. They're in their own orbit doing them. That's so rare, though, because I think a lot of us, if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of us would react how you did. Right. Like, well, damn, what the hell wrong with you? Why are you not speaking to me? Why nothing to you? Exactly. (laughs) You know, and and thinking about. Also, as you said that, something else that came up was thinking about when men try to holler. Yes. And like you're walking down the street. Now, I will admit this does not happen to me now. But Mm -hmm. like in my younger days, (laughs) younger men would and probably some older men, too, if I'm being honest. Okay, sidetracked. Anyway, back on topic. Walking down the street and a man would try to holler or you're at the club with your girls. And yeah. a man would try to holler right. and you ignore them. Yeah. Oh, stank bitch. Or right? Why you can't speak? Oh, you so stuck up or whatever the reason, right? Mm-hmm. Them taking it personal that you did not acknowledge their existence. And on one hand, I could understand why they might take it personal. That's an ego thing, right? Yep. Yep. But on the other hand, you have no idea why I'm not speaking to you, right? You're making assumptions about why I'm not speaking to you. Mm-hmm. I might not have heard you because most of us these days, and even back then, you know, technology was a little bit different, but the method was right. the same that we were distracted. We had headphones on or we were on the phone. Like we had other things going on that we weren't necessarily paying attention right or i could have been outright ignoring you perfectly honest most of the time that's what it was right exactly exactly right (laughs) so i'm like but you don't know why i'm responding to you the way that i am going back to our quote of the day you have no control over how i'm engaging with you mm-hmm. so you can't take anything that i do personal right yeah that makes sense there have been times too where i may take something personal so i'm, I'm thinking of a few examples right like you might text a friend okay one i'm a very sensitive person in general right i would consider myself to be a highly sensitive person i also tend to pick up on energy. And I know people say things like, oh, you can't read energy through a text message. Y'all, I can. I can can tell when the shift is is coming. You know what I mean? But it's like when you text a friend and you're real excited, you text all these emojis and they text you a one word back, right? Stuff like that, where you're like, what's wrong with you? So I've had instances too, Don, where I take something personally and then I find out later, like, oh, this person was going through a tough time or they, they just got some news about something. And so I because of those instances, I've gotten better with it. Of course, why? I'm still working in progress, though. So I would love to just talk a bit about, you know, why do we take things personally, right? Like, what does the research say? What are some of the reasons why people take things personally? Well, I'll let you start. When you think about some of the things, the instances where you've taken things personal, Mm-hmm. What were some of the things that were happening for you? Because I, I want to come back to the research, but I also want us to yeah. think about like our real life scenarios. You know what? The first thing that came to mind when you asked that question was a sense of rejection. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, now, now, ooh, girl. Okay, mm-hmm. now, now a lot of stuff is coming, coming in for me. So, okay, rejection is one. Mm-hmm. Another is embarrassment. So maybe like I was, you know, something happened and it was like in front of other people, and all of this is going back. When, when I say these things, I, I'm thinking of childhood instances yes. where I may have been rejected, where I may have been embarrassed or like put on the spot. And that's what's coming up for me is all of that stuff. So rejection, embarrassment, how I am perceived or how I look to other people, if other people are around. Yeah, those are the things that come to mind first. What about for you? So I think for me, I think that embarrassment piece is a big one, right? Mm-hmm. That embarrassment or that shame or that shame. guilt, right? Oh, because here's another example that I think happens quite regularly for folks mm-hmm. with social media. That's the subtweet. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, the subtweet. The subtweet. Right? Yeah, so yeah. So I can think back to in my early 20s when... I was first, like, I think when Twitter was first, like, really getting popular. Right. That Twitter was a site that you would go to to subtweet. Mm -hmm. That's what you use Twitter for. To Mm -hmm. go on there and you would post something about what you were feeling. Or, like, I knew I had some some folks that I knew that would go on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And their Facebook status would be a subtweet. I call it subtweet, but you but know you what I'm saying. It. Yeah, you send yeah. like, Basically, you send in subliminal messages yeah. to somebody else, right? Like, mm-hmm. don't you hate it when people make schedules to meet up for brunch and then they don't show up? Yeah. But you're not saying no names. And really, just on Saturday, you had brunch plans with your homegirl. And now your homegirl is looking at your status like, bruh. But wait, can we can we take it a step further? Your homegirl sees it, and when she reaches out to you, then you gaslight, and you be like, "Oh no, that wasn't about you, girl. Like everything's not about you. Like I was just talking about things that happen in life, you know. Like then that that part, mm-hmm. that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, you know, you know, I know. So, really, <laughs> I think often, sometimes, what it is is that. When if let's say that I'm the person who is reading that subliminal message. Yeah. Now, I know I was a flaky friend who canceled brunch at the last minute. Right. In that instance, yes, I'm going to take that personal. Right. I am going to be like, I am going to reach out and be like. Yo, like myself today would reach out and say. Hey. Real talk, like, I'm sorry that I flaked. Can we have a conversation about how it made you feel? Yeah. Right? Like, I want to take ownership, going back to our thing about personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. I want to take ownership for my actions. If I'm the person who, you know, and in that instance, I'm, it is personal, right? right? But let's say that I am friend C, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I read this and I know it's been a minute. Maybe I'm feeling insecure. Maybe I'm feeling guilty. Right, right, right. About our friendship, the status of our friendship. 
And maybe there was one time years ago where I flaked mm-hmm. on brunch. Me taking it personal is my insecurity, my guilt is bringing me back to a situation years ago when really this clearly this shit ain't about me. It's about friend B. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, so in that instance, it's also like. Insecurity, guilt. Maybe the current situation it's causing you the level where the friendship is currently that's causing you to feel insecure, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe there is you wanting to be perfect because perfectionism is another reason why we may take things personal, take things that aren't really about us and assume that they are. Oh. So that one time that I missed brunch, oh, she's talking about me now. Or maybe it wasn't even brunch. She's saying brunch, but I missed happy hour two weeks ago. So maybe she's talking about me and she's not saying she didn't really want to call me out. So she's changing it to brunch. Mm -hmm. See how we can easily, easily spiral with that. Yes, for sure. So many of us do it. Yeah, been there, done that. Let's be, let's be real. I, I definitely have been that person. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> so when I think about like what the research says, right? Yeah. Like, so we've already talked about a couple of those things. Mm-hmm. So the research says that it's trauma wounds and triggers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That if you, for instance, if you grew up in a household where people focus more so on the negative and less so on the positive, then you're going to take everything personal, every critique, every piece of feedback, you're going to take it as a personal attack. Yeah. When really, it's not meant to really hurt you It's meant to help you grow, Mm -hmm. right? But if you're coming from a space where you are, you're coming from a household where maybe there was abuse, verbal or physical abuse, you're coming from a space where there was a lot of negative or physical discipline. It wasn't maybe, maybe it wasn't to the level of abuse, Mm -hmm. but it still left trauma wounds. Maybe you're coming from a household where you had anxious parents. And that left you constantly in an anxious space. Always wondering, can you do this? Will you do this right? Mm -hmm. And so all of those things are like triggers. I'm going to dive into that a little bit deeper, just with the, maybe it's not a question, but just with the statement. So one of the things that I was reflecting on, I may have talked to you about this offline, was what I was realizing is that sometimes someone might say something about us. And I remember someone said something about me and it wasn't true, but it got me so worked up and I was so upset about it. And I was thinking to myself and I was reflecting, I'm like, wait, why am I so triggered by this? And so I had to do some deep diving, but I find that sometimes if someone were to say something that didn't identify with me and it wasn't true, like if they were like, that's why, that's why you purple. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I'm not, I'm not purple. I've never right. been purple. Like I, I'm okay. That's 
okay, cool. And I'll keep it pushing. Like I'm, I'm cool. Cause I don't identify with that. It doesn't, you know, bring anything up for me. It's not a mirror of when I was like purple in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. that makes sense. Right. Yeah. But they were like, oh, you're selfish. Right. I think that's actually maybe what they said. Maybe I can't remember. But when I heard the statement, I remember having like, going to friends and I was like, yeah, this person said this. And I kind of needed like additional validation. Like I wanted someone to be in the drama with me and, and tell me how I wasn't selfish because I was just so triggered by them saying that, even though I knew that it, I knew that it wasn't true, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. I've had situations like that. Yeah. Like I, I can recall a situation where I had a friend give me feedback. Mm-hmm. And when I heard the feedback, I was like, this does not feel like me. But also because I am in a space of wanting to make sure that I am being a good friend, mm-hmm. I was hurt that yeah. I wasn't living up to what I, my value of being a good friend, how I identify as being a good friend. Right. Right. And so then I was like, let me step back before I start taking it personal. And this is kind of getting maybe getting into some of our tips, mm-hmm. but and we'll. We'll come back to that, to the tips. But what I did was I took a step back before I allowed myself to get in that space of taking it personal. I checked in with my community, right? Mm. Like I I remember checking in with you and I remember checking in with a couple of other folks of, well, is this me? Right. And I remember after had consulting with folks who know me, and allowing myself to re- like really sit with, no, this isn't you. Mm-hmm. That it's about the other person. This yeah. isn't about you. This is about their stuff, right? And sometimes when that happens, it's, well, how can I support this person? I want to hear what this person is saying. Yeah. And how can I support them in what they're bringing to me? Right. But also recognizing that, again, this is not really about me. Yeah. Oh, that's tricky. That's tricky. And I do want to point out that I love that you shared another another example of when you kind of sought out the feedback from your community, because I do think that's useful at times, because if you are on a path of growth and personal development and someone gives you feedback, you want to be open minded enough to analyze and go into the tips that we're going to talk about soon. But like, you want to be open-minded enough to analyze. And sometimes we do need to tap into our community. Like, Hey, am, am I showing up in this way? Cause maybe it's a blind spot that I have. Right. And so it's nice yep. that you were able to chat with folks who let you know, like, nah, sis, that ain't you. That's, that's, right. that, that's their stuff. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it is us. Right. So I love yes. that you pointed that out. So we got trauma wounds and triggers, right? Yes. Our current situation. Right. Mm-hmm. So your current status in life, when you, you know, going back to that brunch example, like if the friendship is currently on shaky ground, then it could be easy to take anything that they say to you personal Mm -hmm. when and even and they're not even saying it to you. They're just putting Mm -hmm. it out there in the social media universe. Right. Exactly. It's easy for you to take it personal because the current situation isn't good. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then you mix that in with with insecurity because you're mm-hmm. insecure about your current situation. Mm-hmm. And then also recognizing that perfectionism comes into place because you mm-hmm. want to be 
that perfect friend. You want to have the perfect friendships. And then the last one that you had mentioned at the beginning was rejection, right? Mm. That friendship is on shaky ground and you don't want to be rejected by anybody because then that goes against your narrative of being the perfect friend. Yes, that's loaded. So we have a couple of reasons and I'm sure there are more out there, right? But the reasons that we've covered today on why we take things personally, oftentimes trauma wounds and triggers, our current situation, insecurity, perfectionism, and rejection. Whew. That's a lot. That's a lot. All right. Should we dive into these tips? Yes, let's do it. Okay. So how do we stop taking things personally? We're going to use some examples and scenarios as well. But the first one is consider the source, right? And yes. ask yourself, this has been so helpful for me too, Don. Like ask yourself, whose is this, right? Because yes. If you have that friend that's like you said, friend, I think you said friend B, right? Mm-hmm. They were the one that they didn't show up for dinner years ago or whatever it might have been. And the brunch post kind of triggered them. Yep. And so sometimes you have to think, okay, wait, I saw this status. I know this person, I know this person's vibe and energy. Sometimes they can be a little petty, right? Mm-hmm. And I haven't, sh- I didn't show up for this dinner years ago. Mm, I don't think this is about me. Like just who's is this, right? Right. I thought there's another example too. Have you had any other situations where you were like, wait, whose stuff is this? I have had situations where someone is giving feedback, right? Mm -hmm. Like, well, have you thought about working on this? Yeah. And really, that's their stuff, right? The projecting. Yes. Yes. That projection is. Like they're like, you need to do blah, blah, blah. And really, it's like. No, hold on. Let me pause. I don't think so. That's true. That's not true. Right. Yes. Right. 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 That ain't me. That's you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So to me, that one is I think that that's the really fir- the first piece of that process is yep. considering your source, mm-hmm. because the other piece of that, too, is oftentimes. Someone who is overly critical. Yeah. Do I really take what they're saying personally? Exactly. Like, exactly. Should, like, like, I, no, I'm not going to take what they say personally, because right. what I've noticed is that they criticize everyone about right. everything. So, nope, this ain't about me. And really, because they criticize everything. I can't really trust the feedback that they do give Mm -hmm. because I don't know when it's really authentic. Exactly. Like if you got something negative to say about everything Everything. and everybody, I don't know if you're, I, again, like I can't trust if your feedback is useful to me or not. Mm Mm-hmm. But I can trust that it ain't about me. Okay. (laughs) And then that takes us to number two. Yes. So number two is to identify your own triggers. Yes. So what are your things that are causing you to have a reaction? Right. 
So if someone is coming to you and offering you feedback or just making a comment in passing, because sometimes that's how it goes, right? When you give the example, when you gave the example at the beginning about how you were walking down the street Mm -hmm. and people weren't speaking to you, right? What is your trigger, right? I was like, girl, don't, don't get me started, but rejection, right? I think about my childhood wanting to be seen, wanting to be heard. I didn't even really put that together until we started to have this conversation. I was like, oh damn, that takes me back to the little girl who was, who wasn't seen, who was ignored, who wanted attention, who didn't get it, right? Who was neglected. And so, yes, what are your triggers? That's one of my goddamn triggers. Okay. I'm working on it. (laughs) And and recognizing that, right? And stepping back and asking yourself, okay, so now that I've identified my trigger, Mm -hmm. is this really about me, right? That's the question that you constantly are asking throughout this process is you keep coming back to, is this about me? Yes. And being objective, right? As objective as possible. Cause I know that when these things happen, I know for me, sometimes I get so worked up emotionally and sometimes we just want to react, but I start taking a deep breath and just going through the steps that we're going to share. We'll circle back around on them when we're finished. It could be really helpful in the way that you respond and how you navigate situations. Because some people, they're just going to dump their shit on you constantly. So we have to be in choice on how we respond, right? And that takes us to number three, which is choose your plan of action. So that might be have a conversation with the person, right? Do I need to have a conversation with that friend that posted that status where I felt like, "Mm, are you low-key coming for me? Like, let me go ahead and get some clarity, right? Or do you need to go within and do more healing, right? right? Maybe it is a trigger. Maybe there was something and maybe someone does share something and you're like, you know what? After I went through this process, I realized, you know what? They're right. Like my friend told me I'm super flaky. Maybe, you know what? I did back out of this and I did, you know, leave her text on red. Like I did do that. So maybe there needs to be something that you need to work on within based on what you've come up with from doing this activity. Yes. Yeah. Those, I think that is super important. And then the second part of that is really going within, right? Like, as you mentioned, like, I think that that is sometimes even more important and Mm -hmm. it has to come before you have the conversation with the other person, right? Like you have to get clarity within because then that'll help guide the conversation that you have, right? Mm -hmm. Because like, let's say, that now I'm going to combine and conflate some of our stories here, right? Okay, good, good, because I forgot some of them already. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say that your trigger is not being seen or being rejected and, and being rejected, right? And your friend is the one who posted about people being flaky, right? Mm-hmm. Then your plan of action is you have to go within and you have to, before you have the conversation with her about, well, why'd you make this post about me being flaky? Right. You go within and get clarity around, okay, why am I upset? Why am I having a reaction to this status post? Right. Mm-hmm. What is it about this statement that is making me upset? Oh, It's because I feel like I'm being called out. And when I get called out, it makes me feel like I'm being rejected. Mm. 
And Ooh. then that brings up childhood wounds. Mm-hmm. And so then once you're clear on that, then you can go into the conversation with your friend and say, hey, I saw your post and I wanted to check in with you about it. Was this post in reference to something between us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's perfect. I love it. And that takes us to number four, which is addressing your unfinished business, right? So in that, yep. you realize that, oh, I still have to do work on these feelings of rejection that I had, this fear of rejection that I have, right? Or I still have to do work on why I want to be the perfect friend. Mm. And so then to address that unfinished business, you go and talk to your therapist. And part of the therapy process helps you to tap into and to get to the bottom of and to address those childhood wounds and why are they there yeah. and what needs to be done so you can heal them. Yes, I love, love, love that. And I think part of addressing your unfinished business is creating like a personal SOP, right? Like a standard operating procedures. I love to do stuff like this because I think. I like to clear out my mind as much as possible and not hold on to information that I don't necessarily need to keep up there and like wasting space for new things to come in. Right. So what I mean by that is one of the things that I've been working on is this approach to conflict for myself. So that means that I might write down a step by step process on how I'm going to address conflict and how I'm going to show up when it happens so that it can be like this this rinse and repeat sort of process that I have. You know what I mean? So yes. instead of in the heat of the moment, I'm like, bitch, you tried it and go write it on my friend's head. It's like, instead I have a process in place. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I just saw it. I just like had that, that visual. Right? It'd be like, it'd be like bitch, you tried, you tried. You just, sometimes yep. it'd be like that. Right. So instead of that, it's like, okay, what is my, Oh, let me go to my, my journal. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to do this first. I'm going to do this next. I think that is really helpful. And I've been able to do that. And work through that in therapy so that when things do happen in life, I can just show up in a way that I'm proud of, right? Yes, we make mistakes, but I think that having a personal SOP for how you handle certain situations can be super important. I just want to shout out that that personal SOP, listen, y'all, we be forgetting that Terry has a degree in conflict <laughs> resolution. So there, I, I love how you created that SOP yeah. and put that out there. Thank you, Dom. And I do plan to share that at some point once life gets a little bit, you know, once life, life is a little bit more leveled out and I have time, I want to be able to create that and share it because I'm like, if it helps me, it might help someone else. Yes. And so, yeah, I think that's super, super important. And we all, when I tell you, Dom, I've come a long way communication wise, like it used to be rough and I'm so much better now. I'm just so proud of myself. But yeah, girl, so I think that that's super helpful. And so I guess, lady, we should circle back around on all the tips for you in case you're taking notes. Hopefully you're taking notes throughout the episode. So you want to read them off down or you want me to share? I got you. So okay, tip girl. number one is consider the source. Ask yourself, who is this? Tip number two, identify your triggers. Tip number three is a two-parter. So as you choose your plan of action, 
Do you need to have a conversation with the person or do you need to go within and do more healing? And if you do, then that leads us to tip number four, which is address your unfinished business. And that can be through talking to a therapist. That can be through creating a personal SOP. Now, lady, we're about to finish the conversation on Patreon for the after show, but we want you to do a couple things. If you like the podcast and you want to support us, go connect with us on Instagram, okay, at Herspace Podcast and drop us some green hearts on our latest post to let us know that you tuned into this episode until the end. And then go check us out on Patreon. You can get exclusive video content and see us on video as we chat and make sure that you know whose voice is whose as we chat, because I know some people sometimes mix up our voices. So if you want to see our expressions and all the fun stuff, check us out on Patreon. You can visit our website, herspacepodcast.com and click on Patreon at the top. And I think we should go ahead and get ready for the after show, Dom. I'm ready for the after show. All right, girl, let's head on over. Hey, lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website, cultivatingherspace.com, and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. Greatness is my birthright, so I no longer ask for permission.